It's time to wake up, recover from last night's mess, and get your fix of sports caffeine. It's time to kickstart your day with the latest sports news and opinions. Get ready. Sports Caffeine is live in three, two, one. And welcome, everybody, to another edition or episode of Sports Caffeine. I'm one of your hosts, Al Bushman. Alongside me is Nick Chip, and we have a special guest with us tonight from Set the Sales Podcast is Ruth the Truth. What is going on? I got I got to ask a question before we start. Ruth, where did Ruth the Truth come from? With the, uh, with the well, since a young age, I was super into sports, and uh, my dad kind of just gave me that nickname, like, you're Ruth the Truth. <laughs> so now, Ruth, do you yeah, tell the truth when you're talking about sports? I'm sorry? Uh, do you tell the truth, actually, when you're talking about sports, or do you it's, put your own little... For life in general. For life in general. Ah, ah okay. Ah. Well, we need that here at Sports yeah. Caffeine. We need some truth in our lives. <laughs> here to add the flavor. Oh. Of course, you can stream us live on uh, fanstreamsports.com and also make sure to download the app. Also, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Chip, you got to tone down the noises in the background, though. That's not me. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either. It's weird. That's what? What? I don't know what. That's not. That's not for me. What is going on? I don't know. I've been muted. This whole time. <laughs> Somebody was breathing. Sure he- somebody was breathing heavily into the microphone. Oh, there we go. No, that's much better. Okay. Oh wow! And of course, this is just what like, happens when I don't run it. I know, right? It, well, we're only doing audio, so it's okay. So, of course, as usual, you can uh, find us on Fanstream Sports. You can also find uh, Set the Sales Podcast. What is going on? What is that? That's not me. Was that your dog? Did you see? That's him? Nick. Dude, <laughs> dude, your dog like sounds like a very large man breathing into the into the microphone. No, so I, I he ran behind me, and as he did, he's running on the leather, and then he's just bounding off of things. And what you're hearing is, I think, like him breaking the space time continuum as he's are, are you sure that's a dog and not a horse or a Clydesdale or what is that? Actually, like very small right now. I don't know how big he's gonna get, but they're they're saying like ninety pounds, but. My I don't know. goodness. Anyway. And then he set off every one of my kids' toys. <clears throat> anyways, just like us. <laughs> anyways, just like us on Fanstream Sports, you can check out Set the Sales Podcast with Ruth, James, and Britt Buck. Ruth, you guys had a good show last night. I did check it out for a little bit. Uh, you guys uh, got to uh, some seriousness, which we don't really do a lot on this show. But uh, you guys had a great show overall, uh, which you guys can check out on FanStreamSports.com. So as we are recording this show about an hour, maybe an hour, hour and 15 minutes ago, some some breaking news, which kind of, I would say, flipped things upside down with the whole investigation on, on Newsgate with NASCAR. But the FBI has concluded a report where the alleged noose that was reported by Bubba Wallace's team has turned out to be not what it's supposed to not what it was appeared to be the fbi has concluded that um it's not a threat bubba uh, Bubba wallace was not threatened at all with a noose it turns out uh, that rope had been there a couple months ago actually nine months uh from the previous crew that had been working in that uh that garage so but 
I look at it this way, you know, since the, the crew member did report it, uh, I think it was kind of the right thing to do at the time with the whole state of things, and it's kind of made NASCAR evolve and, and become better. And I want to get all your guys' thoughts on, you know, before the, the new reports and then now after the reporting of of the noose not being the noose. So, Ruth, I'm going to start with you. What are your thoughts now with now the, the report is, is the, FBI, the FBI has concluded that it's not a threat on Bubba Wallace anymore? Okay, so with the new report of it not being a threat, I I think that this is a cover-up maybe of some kind. I don't really understand like how someone could take something so small and it turn into such a huge deal. I mean, but in a sense, I guess it was in a good way. It brought some positivity. It brought people together. It brought, you know, things to light that people need to be aware of. So I guess in the end, I'm glad that it wasn't a true threat and uh, Bubba Wallace seems to be in good spirits over it, so... I'm glad for the, the turnout. Nick, I know you're about to say something. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Uh, from what I've heard, if everything that's been reported is true, is that uh, this is the first time that he's used this garage. So uh, the person before him had uh, that pull handle for the garage door uh, with a slip knot, is what it's also called. And it, it is commonly used. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty liberal, and I, I like to you know look into things a lot, but... That is also a common knot, you know, down here in Florida. People use it fishing and on their boats. It's, uh, it's just unfortunate, you know, that the uh, the way things happened and the, you know, the way that it happened. But I'm also glad that it is not, you know, a personal attack against Bubba. So I think everybody's glad for that. Chip, I know we don't cover NASCAR at all <laughs> on this show, but um, you know, looking at the new updated news that we've got for for this whole thing. Um, what are your thoughts on how things should be reported now? Should they really be jumped to gun before things are reported, or should they? Should the crew member did the crew member do the right thing when he we first saw this inside the garage? I think we lost Chip there for a second. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's a first time. Well, Chip, uh, if we get you back, that'll be the question on your hands. Did so, we? There, there we go. go. You yeah, got me now. There we, there we yes, go. Yeah. Yes. Um, Welcome back. Good. 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 <laughs> I think. Um, over-reporting is probably going to happen in the society we're in right now. Obviously, people are going to report things that look out of place or suspicious or dangerous. I think you're going to see more of those um, things. And I think it's just people maybe either being overly cautious or maybe just, you know, whatever the reason is. I mean, you'd rather report something and have it be okay versus see something that's suspicious and not say anything. So, like we said, and I think it's a view of all of us here, I'm just glad that uh, there was no investigation found ill will or ill intent, obviously, uh, uh, towards him as a driver. And obviously, we have a lot going on in the world. So if, if uh, one of the staff thought something looked out of place, then they, they you know, did their due diligence and, and reported it. And, you know, it looks a little bit, uh, you know, funny or suspicious. But I would much rather be overly cautious than not aware of what's going on around you. So. I totally agree, too. I think uh, what has really transpired with now NASCAR has evolved and, and really kind of taken a step forward when it comes to not only, you know, banning the Confederate flag and really coming together as a sport because, you know, NASCAR is historically a real southern redneck sport where you know, it's, 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 I love the accent, Dude, accent I've, I've got, there, yeah. I, I've got a lot of them do a show with just using that accent the whole time uh, I don't even have to try so. I know Nick you've got more of a twang than I do <laughs> I've been to Bristol a few times it's a hell of a place to go especially the night race People get did crazy. anybody actually watch the race though 
No. I did not. No, I did not. No. No, I'm not okay, that I, From what I, the highlights that I got, Bubba Wallace was like was in the top ten for most of the race. But then I think, yeah. I think he ended in like 14th. I think he ran out of gas, is what the report yeah, was. He was running low on fuel. He had to pull over to. He had to make a pit stop. Yeah, you know, I always thought the idea of NASCAR just uh, a sport where you're just turning left for a long, long time just kind of bores the bejesus out of me. So I, I really not really didn't get into NASCAR when I was a child, and I'm, yeah. I'm, thank God. So uh, no, but yeah, same. I, I understand. I don't really find them like real athletes. <laughs> oh, that! Whoa! No, oh, here we go! Yes, but, shots no, fired. <laughs> it's boring. No, I'll, I'll tell you, it's boring as hell to watch. But as far as I couldn't hold my pee that long, so that's pretty impressive. Do they have, do they have like you know spring training? Do they have a training facility? <laughs> uh, yes, like the uh, truck leagues and stuff. It's, they're called uh, they're called goat cart tracks when you're a child. There's lots of different ways to go left, guys. <laughs> Wait a minute! They gotta have bathroom stops in their suits, right? Because I couldn't hold it for three and a half hours. I think on they track. sweat out most of it. Oh, that's true. I yeah, think you gotta. Don't they have those? It's almost like a colostomy bag that they have, like kind of like the uh, oh, astronauts do, where they just go. You just pee. Yeah, I don't know. How uncomfortable would that be? Oh God! Yeah, no, with, thank you. I don't I like NASCAR anymore. I'm done. On the race. <laughs> I think with the amount of I think with the amount of heat and sweat that's coming off of your body, I don't think you'll probably notice that uh, pee is coming out of you at the time you're going like almost 200 miles an hour. Like, oh hey man, I gotta stop real quick. I gotta take a pee break. Hold on, man. I want to speak to a NASCAR driver myself and get my own take on this. The inside scoop. I'm sure they would tell you. I'm sure they would tell you. I'm sure they would tell you they pee all the time. Now taking a shit, that's another. That's another. So. It's a whole other ball of wax there, buddy. A whole, whole other ball of wax. So moving on, the uh, other big thing that was hopefully we thought was going to be completed today but is missing one final step is the return of baseball. Yay, yay, yay. Yeah. Uh, yay, yes, yeah, crowd goes wild for the return of baseball. <laughs> Where uh, they were supposed to finalize the 60-game season for 2020. Obviously, that did not get uh, finalized today. They're still waiting on the health protocols to be signed, sealed, and delivered, and then they'll be finalized. So it looks like we will get baseball after all. But is a 60-game season worth it? Nick, is it worth it? Yeah, why not? <laughs> I feel like Eeyore, like, oh, bother. If they want to play, let them play. That's a great impression of you, are. I like that, man. That's not too uh, bad. That's not hey. too shabby. I don't know. I want to hear from Ruth. I want Ruth the truth here. Ruth the truth. What do you got? Uh, they need to have a season. Absolutely. How are you going to have all these other professional sports making it work, You know, finding the guidelines, getting these players out on the field, and then MLB is just going to sit back and do what? You know, um, they, they have to have a season. They got to keep their, their sport alive. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that. All of us, Evan and L. Bushman, hold on. Let me jump in real quick. Please, All of us have talked about the small market teams are going to suffer the most. They're going to have guys that aren't aren't meeting payroll. You're going to probably have to shift players. And who knows, the health rules, I haven't had a chance to look over them yet. But what happens? I think the main grievance and the uh, thing that they're looking at is the players want to be able to bring file a grievance if they get COVID during a season. Is that one of the health the one of the health things that they they have to give up? I haven't looked at the final details. That's actually one of the things that was brought up in the NBA agreement was they wanted to have yeah. something in place as an insurance policy just in case yep. if the players do 
suffer COVID and then it somehow screws up their their livelihood as their career. So I'm sure that's something they might have in place. I'm sure that would give Blake Snell another reason to play this year, even though he's a he's still a stooge in my eyes. Oh yeah. Uh, but but sixty games, they they could have had this done a month ago. To me, they could have had at least two months a, ago. Yeah, two months. They yeah. could have had at least an eighty. It may be a hundred game season, hundred and ten, hundred and ten game season. Instead of waiting till almost the point of no return, which is July, which in July is the All Star break. So, to me, I, there's I feel- just been a lot of uncertainty with COVID and everything going on, and then you know with the fight for social injustice. I feel like maybe they weren't in a rush. You know, getting new information day by day, they kind of had to figure things out. Yeah, I agree with that. But also, I think that, and just speaking from a player's point of view, if you're a guy like a Mike Trout, okay, and you're making, you know, and I don't know what his salary is offhand, but let's just be exorbitant. Let's say you're making $40 million and you're going to play these 60 games, and next year you're going to make $60 million. I mean, why put yourself in the detriment of being hurt, probably playing in facilities you're not used to, you haven't done spring training. You're not geared up. You're not in your regular shape, baseball, baseball shape. Baseball, man. It's, yeah. not, well, I know. it's not anything crazy. These people are play, playing baseball in you know, South Korea and Japan. It's not like, as far as that goes, I mean, the COVID risk is really the only thing that I think that should be different because these guys going out and playing 60 games, I think is fair. Them trying to fit in 100 games with double headers, I think, would have been unfair. And that would have been crazy because you know how many injuries there are always before the playoffs anyway. And you yeah. try to cram in twice the baseball in half the time, and you know guys are going to go down. Dude, so, if I'm making $60 million, I'm not putting myself in harm's way to, to play a half season. But that's what I'm saying is it's not harm's way. Like, you've got people that are – they've proven right now that you can play as long as you play smart with – I mean, the way that Japan has their staff set up and, and South Korea, their COVID cases are minimal. Well, there's more COVID cases at a Trump rally. So it's, <laughs> it's the point where they're able to get it I done. love you, Nick. <laughs> I mean, they they could if if I think if everybody follows protocols. I mean, look at look at New New Zealand. They have zero cases and they're playing rugby again. And rugby's exactly. more rugby's more with, of a with fans or without fans. I, without without, but still, I mean, yeah. rugby is a full contact sport. The Tell most con- the most contact you're going to get in baseball is maybe a dap and a, and a slap on the ass by your teammates. I mean, that's. Yeah. Like, that's pretty much it. So two years of rugby. I mean, on me, granted, I not played at the pro level, and that, it's I couldn't even imagine those guys are monsters. But there is like rugby shape. If pe- baseball players going to complain about being in baseball shape, like compare the two to each other. What is rugby shape and what is baseball shape? Way right, there's no comparison. Yeah, no comparison yeah. at all. And then you look at the guys at UFC, which are the guys are bleeding all over each other, sweating all over each other. I mean that there's a high risk, even more of a high risk than the guys in the MLB. I think a lot of baseball players are a lot of prima donnas. They're divas to me. Sixty games, I it's it's nice to have it, but I'm looking more towards towards football, man. I, I'm to me sixty games. It, whoever wins the World Series to me is you can put an asterisk against new against to it because to me that's not a full season. That's just a sample size of what you could have gotten if they would have gotten their heads out of their ass two months ago. And we could have. I, I'd be. I'd be way more happier with a 110 game season than I am with a 60 game season at this point. To me, it's just like okay, uh, we're well, just. That's not fair. 
Yeah, it is fair. It's a, it's a. It's like a pennant. No, it's like a pennant race. Uh, I kind of like it. It's like a different game mode in MLB The Show. Instead of playing a full hundred, you know, season, you don't have time for that. I have a job. Well, you, you know? well on MLB, the, on MLB The Show, you can also like uh, lower the difficulty rating too. There, Nick. Yeah. Well, there's no COVID here either. So. Well, I think that I think the players, and I think you just hit the nail on the head, old Bushman. They are prima donnas, and if you're making a ton of money, I don't think your worry is about COVID. I think your worry is about yourself and knowing what type of athlete or what type of shape you have to be in to go out and make your loot and perform at a top level. If I'm an athlete, I know in the offseason I need X amount of time to get into shape to do this. If you're telling me we got to play July 1st, I got a week, we're going to skip spring training and we're just going to hop right into it. If I've been doing nothing the past 90 days and you tell me that I'm going to have a week to get into baseball shape, and I got $40 million waiting next year? No way! So no That way. would kind of be their fault, though, because they've had the ability to work out. A lot of these guys have private facilities, or they have access to facilities. So I if, agree. If they didn't stay in shape, that's their own damn fault, knowing how much money they have at risk, depending on... This is something that hasn't happened before. Ruth, let me I ask agree. you. You know, is, is 60 games... As a, base, as a sports fan in general, is, is 60 games really... Do you think baseball should have just said, you know what, we're going to skip 2020 and wait till 2021 and and see what happens? Do, do you think 60 no, games? No, honestly, I think 60 games is perfect. I mean, when it comes to baseball, there's 162 games in a season. A lot of people kind of wait until like the last 60 games anyways when they start <laughs> to pay attention when it comes around playoff time. So I think the 60s is, is a perfect number. Uh, does anybody know if they're getting their full prorated salaries or like what what is their pay looking like? As far as – go ahead, Nick. I was going to say, I think it's dependent on the extended playoffs and, and making sure that it gets completely played out. Uh, but I do think it is going to be uh, 80% prorated. So. Okay. I know it's pretty I mean, high. I know that's what they agreed on. So what it is, they report to camp on July 1st for a spring training 2.0 to get everybody good to go, condition, and then the expectation is to have the season start July 24th would be the opening weekend. And then they would go into a the sixty game uh, season prior to the playoffs. So that's what's being proposed right now, and probably going to get signed, sealed, and delivered tomorrow after the health and safety protocol is done and over with. So, um, yay baseball! Yay baseball! Yeah, Rob, Man- Rob Manfred is still a stooge and stooge of the year and dumb dumb of the day. Um, <laughs> but I, for sure, I know for sure. So, all right, let's move on. A lot. I mean, it's it's tough with with podcasts, sports podcasts nowadays, because there's hardly anything to really report on, especially uh, in this day and age. But I, I'm I'm glad things are starting to ramp back up, uh, especially with sports. Really, NHL's been kind of quiet the past uh, month or so, even though I know they're supposed to get back to back going and everything. But the NBA is is storming back. Uh, the WNBA is coming and is going to be playing here in Bradenton, Florida, where we're based out of. Uh, where Chip and I and, and Nick well, is kind of based out of uh, Brainton. You're down in Englewood. But, uh, Ruth, the WNBA is going to be at IMG Academy. Um, you know, Give us some insight on the WNBA. I know you talked a little bit uh, of this on another show last night, late last night, so I wanted to get your thoughts on the WNBA coming down to Brainton, Florida and playing their season out at IMG. All right, so the ladies are going to be playing at an academy. This academy is going to be their training facility. It's going to be their housing. It's going to be where they're eating, sleeping. They're going to be pretty much at like an all-girls boarding school for the next couple months. Um, 
And uh, they have to, they have a 22 game regular season, and then they're just going to go into a regular postseason. And uh, yeah, women's women's sports is is making a comeback as well. Now, unlike the NBA, where I know that a lot of the guys have kind of opted out for you know playing because of personal reasons, we saw that with Trevor Ariza today because of he wants to spend time with uh, his, his his child because. Uh, his baby mama and the judge really have screwed him about, uh, you know, look, seeing his kids. But he said, you know what? I'm going to spend a month with my child instead of playing for the league. That's something I got to do. I respect that, hundred yeah, percent. If he doesn't want to play, you want, for any any uh, any guy that wants to spend, you know, time with his children, that's that's hundred percent. I agree with it. So and cost him over one point eight million dollars. Hey, that's uh, that's a lot of cheddar, especially if you have to give yeah. it give uh, give some of your money to you. No price on family. Exactly. Right. No that price on family. Uh, Ruth, so going back to the WNBA. We've only really seen, uh, I would say, less than a handful of, of women players saying they're going to skip this season, unlike the the NBA where a lot of the guys, including Kyrie, have said, you know what, I, I'm, I'm thinking about not playing because of the risk. We're thinking about starting our own league. How come, how come, the, <laughs> how come the women's players have really haven't said a lot about skipping this, this season, unlike the men, which have said, you know what, we were going to maybe opt out and maybe not play? Uh, I mean, I really can't talk on that subject too much. Um, I just know that Renee Montgomery has taken a stand on not playing for the WNBA this coming season because she wants to take the time off to uh, give her full attention on, you know, the chaos of the world and all the social injustices that we have been uh, faced with for the past, you know, odd years. So... Yeah, it's okay. We don't talk about WNBA at all on this show, so don't worry about it. <laughs> well, no. I mean, I, mean, it's, I think it's pretty, it's, it's pretty ironic, though, that they were going to extend their regular season this year to 36 games, and now since COVID, we're cutting it down to 22 games. So better luck next year, ladies. <laughs> I think that's going to bring a, bring well, a lot, of, lot of revenue to Brainton, though. I mean, having them at, at, at IMG and everything, you're going to have – well, it's too bad the fans won't be able to go, but having them there, knowing that WNBA is going to be in town, that's going to be huge for hotels. And oh, actually, they're going to be all staying on campus. So yeah, they're going to be staying at the academy. Yeah, so it's but it's going to be huge. I mean, okay. restaurants know they're going to be in town, so that's a good thing. So I mean, it, it brings a lot of revenue uh, to to Brinkton and everything. So yeah, and at the end of the day, it's a job. Some ladies yeah. have to go out. They still have family. They still got to do things that are expected of them, and they're going to do that for a job. So. Yeah, you know. seventy. I think it was seventy-seven percent of the players agreed to come back. That's good. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's really good. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah, that's a that's a good amount. We're in a crazy time, man. Where all this stuff is happening. I mean, Batman. Michael Keaton's coming back to play Batman, the old Batman. That's gonna be awesome. Wait, what? Yeah, you didn't hear about that? No. He's coming back to play Batman as an old How Batman. Are- how are you breaking this to me right now? I'm breaking this to you right now. Michael Keaton's coming back to play Batman. I was just reading something about how Michael Keaton was messing with Tom Holland when they were shooting uh, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. And like he would Uh-oh. say random things right at the end. So it'd be like something, I'm something, because I'm, I'm Spider-Man. He'd be like, I'm Batman. Like, like, what the fuck? Like, how am I supposed to be able to contain? Like, hold this in. It's wild. (laughs) A roll after his own heart, then. He's right. But then he would just be stone cold after. Like, I could just see him doing it. And I I, I wish they had written it. Dude, I I, I like that idea, man. I think Michael Keaton was probably one of the best Batman. What's Val Kilmer do? uh, He can't talk right now. He he had like throat cancer and he, he can barely speak. I know he's appearing in the new uh, the new Top Gun movie coming out later this year with uh, good old Tom Cruise, who is a vampire, by the way. Uh, so he'll be yeah. in that movie. Yeah. 
That guy is 962 years old. Dude, Tom Cruise sold That's his soul to Scientology. Exactly, Scientology, and then he eats. <laughs> uh, he drinks the blood of babies, and that's why he stays so young. It says so in the book they have. The book it's says true. it. L. Ron couldn't have given him a couple inches more. You know, he's what five six. I think he's like five four. Please, he's like five three and a half. Yeah, he's a short guy. So, so he's a short vampire. Okay, I got you. <laughs> All right, so moving to NFL. Uh, NFL is, you know, trudging along the way. They're looking to start the season on time. Uh, players are, have been starting to test positive for the COVID-19. Ezekiel Elliott, uh, your boy, Ruth, uh, had tested positive. I know. I I'm sorry know. to hear about it. Actually, I'm not sorry to hear about that. But uh, Antonio Brown has come up in the news again, not for anything bad, but he's a pen- uh, actually getting some interest from the Seattle Seahawks and also the Baltimore Ravens. Chip, wow. yes, Chip. Welcome back, welcome back, <laughs> welcome back, yeah. Chip, out of those two teams, who would be the best fit for Antonio Brown? Oh God, send me to the Baltimore Ravens. If I'm if I'm uh, Antonio, that's where I'm going. Oof, that is yeah. that's scary though. Scary adocious. Scary. I like that. Okay, Scary but does AB really deserve a job in the NFL? No, <laughs> never. <laughs> I mean, would you want to take it's, all it's, that crazy on your team, Ruth? You really going to give him another chance? Really, dude? Josh Gordon is going for reinstatement, kids. This is the fifth time he could be reinstated. And the yeah, Bucks if he Gordon... fails another drug test. I swear to God, I'm cutting him off. Well, he but wouldn't fail because the NFL now says uh, weed is okay in the NFL. So if you test positive for weed, it's okay. They won't find you. So is Ricky Williams going to make a comeback? Uh, no, he is actually growing his own <laughs> strain of marijuana. He's living the fabulous life in Colorado. So no, Ricky Williams will not. Ricky Williams is about 20 years too late. Uh, to be smoking every single day in the NFL. Ain't so, no. that some shit. And his predator haircut now is out of style, boy. <laughs> no, it is. I don't think he has, think he has the dreads back. anymore. I think it's just he's no? shaped that. Yeah, no more dreads. I think after, uh, I think when Mike Ditka uh, traded him away from the Saints and he went to Miami, I think he cut away the dreads. He's got no more dreads now. So. Gotcha, gotcha. So, no, I wouldn't want that level of – I mean, I don't know, man. Antonio Brown, he's got the level of crazy. He's 31. He's still, I'm sure, got a lot left in the tank. Oh, man, him be on Baltimore. Ugh. My young franchise quarterback who is at a very impressionable stage of his career. <laughs> <laughs> I think Baltimore can really give the Chiefs a run for their money if they signed A.B. Oof. Dude, that would be so a what, nice – What would be a better duo? What would be a better duo? Mahomes and Hill – or Lamar Jackson and A.B. Mahomes and Hill. Or Brady and Mike Evans and Godwin. Oof. Wait, wait. New question. Hill versus A.B. Who makes it the longest without getting suspended? <laughs> I'm going Hill. I'll put my money on Hill. Yeah, I'm <laughs> okay. going Hill. I'm definitely going on Hill. Going I Hill. totally agree with that. I'm going with Hill, too. Yeah, okay. Maybe maybe that was a little hanging fruit. <laughs> Unless AB has like shut off all of his social media and, and, and has made himself into a monk. Maybe COVID nineteen is the best thing for, for Antonio Brown not to get into trouble because right. his level his level of crazy is just off the charts when it comes to They could to probably make a they could make a movie about A B's handler. Like whatever team signs him, the person they assign. <laughs> yeah, but who would play who would play Antonio Brown though? Uh, it wouldn't be Denzel. Denzel's way too old. Jamie Foxx? No, J- Jamie's too. No. Sh- Jamie's too short. I he's need a- more crazy. Yeah, Michael and- B. Jordan. 
Ooh. Oh. Ooh. What about winner, uh, winner, chicken dinner? I kind of like that one. What about yeah. Denzel Washington's son, John, Jonathan? I think it's Jonathan David Washington, and he already played a wide receiver oh, on Ice Ballers. No. Oh, Ice Cube's son. He's got a brand of crazy. He does. Yeah. Oh man, I can dig it. I can. I like that's too. skeptical stuff. I can. Dig it <laughs> <too>. <laughs> I can really. Dig it. Can you can you listen to what we're talking about right now? We got two crazy guys. We're going to be in the NFL. Josh Gordon has been reinstated. This would be his fifth time and the Bucks that he actually comes back in. The Bucks I know. Interested. Ugh. I mean, yeah. what do we think about that? Should you give a guy five strikes? Five hell, strikes? Hell yeah, yeah but, because the stuff that it, he struck out with before it ain't shit now. Right. That don't make no sense. It was mostly for weed. I mean, weed's from the earth. You can't, you can't strike out. You're smoking stuff from the earth? Come on. If he was like shooting up heroin and like taking ecstasy during games, I mean that's a different story. But I mean he's smoking weed. I mean that's that helps you calm down. That helps you focus for God's sake. Or if he would you, know, if he you, way I see it, I rather I rather these players be smoking weed than t- been taking painkillers. Pain exactly. That's true. Too. I mean, look at Brett Favre's situation back in the early '90s when he was addicted to Vicodin because you know he was feeling so much pain that after every game he was slamming down like 13 pills. Yeah, and he was so also like so sending. Much handed him a joint. Been he, all was, right. he was also sending D pictures to ch- New York Jets cheerleaders too while he was doing it as well. So. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. That was later. <laughs> he was still he was still on the opiates. Doesn't matter, man. <laughs> they don't let you go. When he was slinging out those Levi jeans, he was still t- he was still no, taking. No, they were Wranglers. <laughs> they were oh, ra- oh, I'm sorry, Wranglers. <laughs> Lee and Wranglers. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. Oh, I haven't read it. There so, you go. The gunslinger book himself. Does he talk about his days of taking D picks and uh, showing them to Jen Sturger, who's the. Uh, I the actually tier? read that and then like two chapters ago. Oh, really? <laughs> yes! Awesome. <laughs> that's, that's... They did mention that. I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, you have to at that point. Oh, oh my. That's one of his biggest issues. If you don't bring it up in the book, Life. it's over. <laughs> what was that, Chip? That's right. Like I said, it's over. Well, it's over for Brett Favre. I know his comments the other day about uh, Pat Tilming and, and Colin Kaepernick. A lot of people were kind of just maybe not on the same fence as him because he was comparing. The I two didn't hear guys. what he say. What did he say? So he was saying, I got to pull up the the, uh, the statement that he says. He was saying like Pat Tillman, uh, or you compare Colin Kaepernick to Pat Tillman, they'll both like go down as heroes uh, because they were going for a cause. But a lot of people were like, "Well, you can't, you can't really compare the two. Tillman, you know, he he signed up for the Marines after nine eleven, and then after he found out what the war was all about, he kind of, kind of put it out. He didn't really want to do it. He didn't want to fight anymore. And now, you know, when when Brett Favre kind of stepped back on his comments about, oh, that's not what I meant. You know, what they were speaking for before is they're they're on either even though they're on two separate spectrums. You know, ones for yeah. social injustices and ones for um, Islamic terrorism, they're all all—they're both going to be kind of going down as, as heroes for both of their cause. And and I think after Brett Favre, after he put down the Schlitz malt liquor and, and the Vicodin that he had, uh, really clarified what he was trying to say. So, I mean, <clears throat> Brett Favre, stay out of the news and stop talking. Sling your, your regular jeans. <laughs> Just enjoy enti- your retirement, buddy. Yes, enjoy the retirement. We don't want to hear from <laughs> Brett Favre anymore. Oh, man. Um, I know. I, it, it troubles you, Nick. I know. It does. Oh, I mean, it's just one of those things that uh, – why do they, like, at that point in their life – or I would, I would say career, but it's not a career anymore, but why 
even try to speak on something like this. It can well, only go bad for you. It's it's to stay relevant. It's like, yeah, it's to stay relevant too. It's yes. like all, all those yeah, he's, an old, he's an old white dude, and old white dudes have not been doing great on social media lately. So like, no. <laughs> it's like that well, uh, that celebrity video that that just came out about. Uh, I will take responsibility. Well, oh, did you guys see that video where these all these celebrities, really pasty white nope. celebrities, that were going, "I take responsibility. I take responsibility." Like right. really, really handing uh, it stop up. Stop talking like, like that. I don't like it. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> I can't whisper in your ear anymore. I'm sorry. Am I canceled? I part out? of this. Am I canceled out? Part of this is the media. Yes. Part of this. I mean, to to you're right to stay relevant, and uh, you know the media will continue to poke and prod at people. Uh, when they feel like they can get someone either on edge or that can uh, produce a comment that might give them, uh, I think, a potential story or, or poke kind of at people. And they Nick kind of would. Yeah. Well, I just think that, Nick, and I kind of agree with you. If you're not in the NFL, and, and you know, although Brett Favre is very successful, obviously, quarterback and uh, has had a lot of publicity, good and bad, done about him. Um, you know, you get the opportunity to speak again about the relevant issues now. I think that every athlete that, you know, worth the salt will probably say something. Uh, yeah, I mean, but I and think the people so those that, that aren't saying anything are not, you know, they don't seem they're not relevant or they look, have no voice. Look at Matt Ryan. And I'm not saying it just because he's Atlanta's quarterback, but his response to this entire thing has nobody's really criticized it at all because it's been very honest. He's like, yo, I've noticed, you know, like racism for a long time, but I haven't said anything about it. And that ends now. Basically, you know, I've talked to my fellow teammates and, you know, this is what we want to do moving forward. Like as, as far as what I can do, I'm not going to be silent anymore, but I'm also not going to speak beyond what I know. I mean, like my job right now is to learn more. So instead of talking like you know everything, I think it's really just that that, that whole like matter of factly type of stuff with people mm-hmm. that uh, that people love to attack. It's because there's no room for error. Speaking of old crusty white guys, uh, <laughs> Ruth, you know a lot of people have been kind of uh, yelling for for your your Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones to come out and say I something. I have been as well. Oh God, he's old. Are you? Did you kind of expect him not to say anything, or did you, were you kind of surprised he hasn't come out and said anything at all during this time? I am not surprised that he hasn't come out and said anything at all, just because the take that he had on the whole Cal and Kaepernick kneeling during the you know the the national anthem. I feel like he was very, you know, when that was going on, he was making threats to to the Cowboys. Like if you if you kneel during the anthem, you're getting fined or you're no longer a part of this team. So I I feel like since he. He's might he might be feeling some backlash for how he felt about the whole situation back then, and that's why he's been kind of quiet. But I really feel like he should say something. It's important for him, and he's had even Cowboys players. Uh, I think it was Gerald McCoy who called him out in, on ESPN and was like, "Say something, make a statement. You know, use your voice, use your platform. People are going to listen to you. You know, mm-hmm. and people in higher power need to be need to be doing that because a lot of people are going to listen to what you got to say." I agree. I agree. I, I think uh, one that came out and said something was, uh, you know, old hand jobs himself. Robert Robert Kraft came out and did say something. I was, you know, really kind of applauded him for for coming out and say something too. So yeah, I think with Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones is on a different level when it comes to those types of things. I mean, we all saw him during the the NFL draft where he was sitting on his his 
you know, his yacht, which looked like a Bond villain yacht. So, you know, when it comes to Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones, we all know is Jerry Jones. He's going to be this way, and he's he's not going to really, I wouldn't say lay down for people clamoring to say anything. I mean, that's, that's just who he is. He's going to count his millions and billions of dollars, and when he wants to say something, he's going to say something, and that's 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 who Jerry Jones is. I mean, he's, he's well. I think the Cowboys franchise dude is the biggest in the NFL. Yeah. You've got the biggest revenue number. You've got the most money. So when the NFL is in transition on a certain number of social issues, if you're the biggest pulpit in the league, then I think people feel like something should be said. But, I mean, obviously Jerry Jones is is taking another direction. Maybe what from Ruth said or, or maybe from, you know, another point of view from pre- previous backlash. But, yeah, I mean, I think Gerald McCoy has every right in the book to say, hey, you're the biggest one. You got the star on the helmet. You're the you're worth the most. So what you said could lend ears to everybody else in the league. Say something. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I don't think I, we may see something from Jerry. Hear something from Jerry before probably the start of the season. I'm sure it'll get to him where he he's got to come out and say something before the the ball drops on on you know football Sunday because. Right, he's gonna have so many people in his ears going, "Dude, you gotta say something. You gotta say something at least to at least to his team about what's going on in in the world today." So, all right, so I want to transition over to uh, something that came out with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mike Evans looks fantastic in his Bucks uniform. It came out today. Uh, I wanted to get everyone's thoughts about who looked the best: Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Gronk. Chris Godwin in those 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 pewter uniforms. Ruth, I'll go with you. Who did you see Mike Evans in his uniforms, his new Buccaneers uniforms today? I did. I thought he looked absolutely fabulous. But I, Tom Brady obviously looks the best in the jersey. But that's only because I've had a crush on Tom Brady since I was like eight. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not to, nothing. Nothing going towards Gronkowski at all. I know Gronkowski's a big party guy and everything. So nothing for Gronkowski. So it's all about Tom. No, nah, he's not really my cup of tea. Okay. All right. Nick, did you He's more a of a cup of vodka. That's what he is. He's not a cup of tea. No, Gronk is more of a cup Don't of red, red Red Bull. Red Bull and vodka. And maybe some <laughs> some ecstasy. There you go. In X, yeah. Red Bull vodka next. Gronk, <laughs> Gronk, Gronk love Red Bull and ecstasy. Gronk love Gronk love football. I can dig the new unis and I, I think Bray I see the picture of him pointing at his head. Is that yeah. the, the white one? Yeah. Yeah. When he had was... his when he had his helmet on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that one. I kind of like that one, but it's like at the same time, it's like I want to put a really funny caption on it. Right? <laughs> I can't think there of you go. right now, but that's my goal for tonight. Like, please stop calling me. Or <laughs> why do you think I went to Tampa? <laughs> <laughs> I hate my Bill Belichick now. <laughs> I, uh, I went on his TB12 website, and you can buy his protein. It's like uh, it's like it's like a vegan protein. It's like peas and like corn. I'm like, damn, I can be slim like Tom Brady if I if I take his protein and get slim like him. I'm like, damn. It, How much is sounds, it, it sounds like I'd spend more time in the bathroom drinking it than I would need to be, you know, just out living my life. I wouldn't want to take Tom Brady's protein because yeah, you would be in the bathroom shitting your brains out because of all the protein. Because like, <laughs> your body would be like, uh, you're Chris Settle, you're not Tom Brady. Jeez. <laughs> Thank you. Next this pro- question. This protein will make you crap out all the booze and all the drugs that you have in your system right now. Detox. It's a yeah, laxative. It's detox protein. There's a, there's a label at the bottom that goes approved by Giselle only, not by Bill Belichick. <laughs> all right, guys. 
before we get on out of here, I want to I want to pop up some fantasy football question. We love fantasy football here at the uh, Sports Caffeine, which you can stream live on fanstreamsports.com and also the app. Make sure to download the app and stream us there as well. And also the show that Ruth, uh, the truth is on Set the Sales podcast. We can catch every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Set the Sales and on through Bucks Life Media, which you can uh, watch their show live streaming where you can see their they're pretty faces on there with James and Britt Buck, the Jameses, and also Ruth. The Jameses. The Jameses. The James uh, two square. The James gang. The James gang. So before we get uh, before we get out of here, I want to I want to ask each and every one of you a question. Are there any NFL wide receivers that you think that that, that are superstar wide receivers right now that in the league that are star wide receivers, who do you think could be a bust this year in fantasy? Chip, I'm going to go with you. Oh, wow. Me first, huh? Yeah, you. you first. Um, I almost want to say either one of the Bucks wide receivers, and I don't know. How, how dare you? Well, the reason why I'm saying this is that I know that Godwin, towards the end of the year last year, really started to pull away as far as getting more targets and more catches than Evans. And you're going to a guy in Tom Brady who's going to be systematic and looking for open guys. And I think that Godwin might have a little bit more natural ability. And they're going to have Gronkowski in the red zone. And that was kind of Mike Evans's cup of tea. He's a bigger guy, just like Gronk. So I think that – and bust, that's a strong word, bust. Yeah. But there's only so many targets really to go around. So I think in the red zone, you're going to be looking at Gronk now. Uh, Godwin, it was a little bit more electrifying down the field. Uh, and I think that, you know, um, they're going to open up the run a little bit more, obviously, with their, uh, their, draft, um, uh, their draft focusing, obviously, on line and on a running back. So I just think one, and I can't tell you, I mean, I'm leaning towards Evans because Godwin had such a great season at the end of the year last year. Chip, you um, might you might so. be onto something because I have seen some fantasy ranking, rankings where they've had actually Godwin in the top five, and Mike Evans actually in the the top fifteen. I mean, not even in the top ten in some some PPR uh, rankings when it comes to wide receivers. So you might be onto something. So Nick, I'm going to get your thoughts. Who could be a wide receiver bust that is a, a star in the NFL? It's, uh, it's scary how close what Chip said is going to be what to I what I'm about to say, but uh, it's going to be Julio Jones because I think. Hayden Hurst is going to come into Atlanta and uh, replace Austin Hooper, and I think he's going to do better than Hooper. He, he just seems like more of an athlete to me. He's going to take away some of those targets in the red zone from Julio. And Julio and, and Matt Ryan, I feel like they're both getting older. Um, you know, Julio's body's been beat up. His feet probably look like clubs. But <laughs> he, he's got to be more of a possession receiver. That helps us, you know, move the chains instead of being the big threat guy every single game, and and that just we got to change the way we play. And Calvin Ridley is going to be an explosive receiver for us. He's kind of be coming into his own. He's not as big and you know whatever as Julio, but if he can get behind the secondary, I think that that's going to be where most of our scoring is going to be. I say Hurst and Ridley are going to be two good picks, and Julio is probably not a good good first round pick at all. But I'll probably pick him anyway. Okay, last but not, 
Ruth, what do you what do you think? And don't be a homer and say anybody from the Cowboys. You can't you can't do that. You can't be a homer. Okay, so I am not a Giants fan at all. Um, okay. Being a Cowboys fan, I've always despised the Giants, and Odell Beckham has always been on my hate list. So I have a feeling that Odell Beckham is going to end up being a bust. Okay. I don't think Baker Mayfield are going to make it happen again this season. I think Baker is um, washed up pretty much. <laughs> I've lost faith in Baker. Really? She's lost the faith. Yeah, they got well. They picked up. They picked up Hooper. You still have Landry, mm-hmm. and you have Kareem Hunt, who they're talking about flexing out and putting into more of a slot role. They want to keep him on the field with Chubb. So yeah, I can see you that. Have, uh, you have yeah. David Njoku too, as well. And before you got yes. there last last yep. year, Njoku was a very good stud. Ruth, you're kind of glad that uh, Kristen's not on the show tonight because she would be very upset with you. By saying, I know uh, she would, so don't Baker. tell her I said that. I will definitely, <laughs> definitely tell her that you said that. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, guys, this has been another great episode of Sports. Oh Country. no, what's oh, yours? Oh, what's mine? No, no, we're not going to skip that question. All right. Let us I've, hear it. Okay, I've given this a lot of thought. Um, no, you haven't. You're buying time. <laughs> no, I have given this. Well, say Amari Cooper. I'll put you. In That's right. That's an easy out. No, I'm not going to say Amari Cooper at all. I, I'm going to throw this one out there because you know he was. I'm really high. I was high on him when he was with Minnesota, but now he's going to the Buffalo Bills. Um, Stephon Diggs. I don't Stephon think he's going to be. I don't think he's going to have as big as an impact as as everybody thinks he's going to be having an impact with the Buffalo Bills. And I only say that because Josh Allen's got a lot of weapons on the team already. And we all know Josh Allen is a mobile quarterback, too. And they have a really solid run game with Devin Singletary that brought, uh, brought in Zach Moss, too, to be on that team as well. And then they've got John Brown. Uh, they also got their tight end, which his name escapes me right now. So he's going to be spreading the ball around, too. So do I think... He's going to be a bust. I say he's going to be very. He's going to have lowered expectations, and, and everybody on this show knows me with lowered expectations. Where I set him low, and then the way when they blow him out of the water, it makes everything okay. But I think <laughs> I think Stefan Diggs is not going to be that impact player where everybody thought he was going to come in from that trade with the Buffalo Bills and say, "Oh, he's that. He's a number one guy now." Yeah, he's going to be the number one guy on the team, but I just don't think he's going to get as many targets as he. Was used to getting in Minnesota, even though his last year in Minnesota was was kind of crappy and everything. So I'm going to say Stefan Diggs with the Buffalo Bills. We'll I like that. It's almost like a decoy almost. You yeah. go on and you get a guy like that, and then it opens up the field, middle of the field a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost, you can almost kind of say that to, to Gronkowski, too, because Gronkowski, listen, they've got three tight ends now on the Buccaneers. You've got you've got yep. O.J. Howard, you got Brayton, you got Gronk. You know, we've we've heard kind of rumors right now with Arians and that and Byron Leftwich and even well you can bring in that other offensive coordinator you know Tom Brady in is they might even run with a t- three tight end set so Gronk could be a pass blocker he could be a decoy or he could just go straight into the end zone it kind of depends on what they're going to do is Gronk going to be the Gronk of old probably not he's going to be a serviceable serviceable Gronkowski where he's going to be trying to stay healthy throughout the whole season and be that big target for Tom Brady when he when Tom Brady can't find uh, Godwin or Evans or Brady and OJ Howard. So you can kind of look at at Gronk as that decoy as well in the Buccaneers. So, so guys, I think we just had some top news. MLBPA agrees to play sixty games and report to camp on July first. Just okay. came out. So they did finalize the health and safety so... protocol. Yes, it says the final hurdle involving uh, agreeing upon health and safety protocols amidst COVID nineteen pandemic will be cleared okay 
and players will report to training camp by July 1st per uh, Jeff Passan on ESPN. I'm really interested in seeing how they're going to handle media because I'm interested. I'm now I'm kind of interested in being in the press box now, but you know how. Oh, that's another thing that I'm really curious with all these, you know, all these leagues coming to Florida. I live in Florida, so I need to get access to, you know, I need to figure out who I need to email, who who I need to ask for credentials. So you're right. So you, Ruth, you're right in the Orlando area, right? So you'll be right in the heart of the NBA doing their thing. So and I work at Disney, so I feel like I might be able to get access to that. You might have to. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm really interested in seeing how they handle media because, you know, if they're really concerned about COVID, are they going to let media in these facilities or are they going to kind of have them off to the side or are they gonna, just going to tell all the media guys, okay, well, you're really just going to have to sit at home and watch these games and report on them uh, like that. Or maybe they'll probably let in a limited amount of, of media that comes to these games. We will find out soon. We don't know. Yes. So before we get out of here, any news and notes before we get on out of here, Nick, Chip, Ruth, what do we got? All gravy. Go baseball, go. Yeah. Yes, sports are making a comeback. Let's go. Better, better. All right, we're going to have a lot more content to, content to speak about now, now that sports are actually Thank happening. God. I know. I was I was tired of Nick being so serious on the show because he gets so serious sometimes when talking about things. So I'm so, yeah, I'm so happy nothing now. else to do. He's got a wild dog to watch out for. I know that thing was built like a like a heavy heavy old man and everything. So, well, Ruth, oh, thanks for, for the, thanks for coming on the show with us. We do appreciate you coming on board for us in Sports Cafe. You are welcome back anytime on the show as well. Make sure to check out Set the Sales on FanStreamSports.com and also Bucks Life Media. For myself, Chip, Ruth, and uh, Nick, we will see you next time on Sports Caffeine. Thanks for listening to another episode of Sports Caffeine. Available for streaming on FanStreamSports.com and FanStream Sports, the app.